0: You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day available on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from. You can even say it on Alexa. Just play Locked on Pelicans, and that'll happen. It's actually really cool. Here with you all on this Friday, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nolajake on Twitter, editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, credential member of the media, and all-around Pelicans insider. And I got a couple things for you. In today's edition, we talked about, on Monday, the uh, G League team potentially being in Birmingham in some meetings taking place there and then we got a drop of news later in the week here we got some updates on Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday making the all-defensive team Anthony Davis on the all-NBA team and maybe we're going to talk a little bit not maybe we are going to talk about DeMarcus Cousins a little bit I'm going to tell you guys something I heard from the exit interviews for the Pelicans players and why this might mean that there really is no big market for DeMarcus Cousins out there. This is gonna be an interesting situation and a scenario. We'll talk about that, we'll look at kind of sign and trade stuff too, but I don't think a sign and trade is in the cards whatsoever. So it's gonna be kind of interesting what the Pelicans do there and the decision they make, particularly when you look at the cap hits that now change for Holiday and for Anthony Davis. So gonna do quick, Easy, simple podcast today, so let's just dive right on into everything. So news came out Wednesday that rightfully so, Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis were named to the NBA's All-Defensive First Team, not Second, First, and that is exactly how this should have gone. I've made the case for Drew Holiday being First Team All-Defense, I've made the case for Anthony Davis being the Defensive Player of the Year, and a tight one with Rudy Gobert, though Gobert's going to win, I think, Everyone knows this at this point. But Davis and Holiday deserve this recognition, and this is a big deal for the team. They're the first set of teammates, by the way, of the five guys on the all-defensive first team to be teammates since the 2014-2015 season, I think, with Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan over in the Los Angeles uh, area with the Clippers. So this is a big deal. Getting two out of those five guys is, is important, and I think that shows how well these guys have played. You might look at that and go, okay, well then how come? The Pelicans' defense wasn't so good. Look at it this way, though. Since the All Star break, those basic, basically, sorry, final 33 games of the year, really, once Demarcus Cousins went down, the Pelicans went from the 19th worst defense or best defense, however you want to look at it, bad defense, to the 5th best. They went from ranked 19 to 5 during that time. They were 5th during that time. That's not where they finished on the year. That's a tremendous improvement that was really led on the perimeter by Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis taking care of business and doing everything he could down low to erase any sort of mistakes from the perimeter. This was a great defensive team. We saw them just absolutely smother and handle the Portland Trailblazers in the first round. So this is good recognition and a big deal for the Pelicans to get these guys kind of out there. Drew Holiday is living up to that contract that he signed. One that at the time, even I was kind of bashing, saying this isn't good. So this is very impressive to see. With this all-defensive first-team nod for Drew Holiday, he earns an additional... An additional 100000 as one of his incentives. So now his cap hit for next season, for 2018-2019, is going to be $25.97 million. It rises a little bit. That's okay. That's not the end of the world. It just pushes him a little bit closer to the luxury tax. Then things get a little bit more interesting because on Thursday, yesterday, it was announced that Anthony Davis was on the All-NBA's first team. Now making him eligible for the designated player extension, the Supermax, now that he's met the criteria of being all NBA over the past uh, two out of the past three seasons. Again, phenomenal for him. I think that's awesome, and it's good recognition for the team. This is a guy who's going to finish in the top three. They've already announced that in MVP voting. That's a big thing. What's it mean money-wise, though? That's what we all want to know. And that means that when he gets up for renewal for his next contract, he has the chance to sign the most expensive or richest, however you want to look at it, contract in NBA history. 230 million dollars over 5 years starting with a cap hit of 39.7 million in the first year that'll then go up every year after that by it's like 7 or 8%. I'm not looking at my salary cap stuff right in front of me. Basically the richest deal in NBA history. So now all those people who are trying to pry him away from New Orleans realize he's eligible for the DP, the designated player extension that's going to make him the highest paid player in NBA history. You want to know why he might not leave new orleans there's 230 million reasons right there you've never heard anyone wanting less money it's not how things go so great for anthony davis it means the pelicans likelihood of keeping him is significantly increased because they can offer this to him and no one can't now does that mean he's going to be here for forever or not try and go somewhere else if they don't win or if they're bad next year no You can also have your cake and eat it too a little bit here where he can sign that deal and then force a trade after that or in some sort of sign and trade thing. But those are more complicated. But there's nothing to say that he won't sign that extension, get it. And then a year later, be like, hey, I want out. And then it becomes kind of hard to trade him maybe because you've got to make salaries work. So that's going to be an interesting thing. But this, I think, kind of puts to rest the idea that they'll trade him before before he's eligible to sign that extension or before he's up to sign that extension because if he gets traded they can't sign him to that deal it's got to be with the team that drafted you so 230 million reasons why Anthony Davis might not want to leave New Orleans I'm not saying set in stone he's going to say but I certainly think this helps that and should ease Pelicans fans fears maybe a little bit more that he's not going anywhere this is going to put the team in a salary crunch, though. You've got Holiday making a little bit more money every year. You're going to have Davis up for that extension, which is massive. You're going to see contracts given out to Alvin Gentry and Dell Demps, and those might be announced very soon, or at least Gentry's will. So I think that is going to put this team with a lot of money to spend on a few people. What do you do about DeMarcus Cousins, particularly then if he doesn't come back and doesn't play at the level that he was playing before the injury? That's a big thing. So let's talk about that a little bit here right after the reset. Don't forget Locked on NBA, which I co-host on Wednesday, is five days a week now, Monday through Friday. On Monday, you're recapping the biggest stories of the past week and that are upcoming with host Josh Lloyd. Then the rest of the week, it's a rotating cast of hosts talking about the games from the night before, previewing the upcoming games, and talking about the biggest stories of the day. And then you usually have David Locke on Thursday with a guest from someone around the league. It's a lot of fun. It's a great way to get caught up on what's going on just as a whole in the NBA. So make sure you listen and subscribe daily to Locked On NBA. So DeMarcus Cousins and this stuff, and I don't want to dive into this too much. I'm going to save this for probably the two weeks before free agency where we're probably going to just talk about DeMarcus Cousins for two weeks. But right now the playoffs are still going on. We haven't hit the NBA finals. I don't need to jump to all of this too early when then you guys are going to forget and then we have to redo it again and what have you. So Don't want to dive in too deep here, but interesting things have come out over the past couple of weeks over this. One was Zach Lowe on his podcast saying that he basically has heard there's zero interest around the league in DeMarcus Cousins, which coming off this injury, there's no real surprise right there. You had Kevin O'Connor in a notebook on The Ringer talking about how he heard maybe the Lakers and the Mavericks are interested in him. And I've been flipping those two teams to you guys all season long as they're two teams that make a lot of sense. But if you're the Lakers... Yeah, do you really need to, or would you be better off saving your cap space? They're better off saving their cap space. It's a rhetorical question, you guys. Now, Dallas is more of an interesting one. They want to compete right away, and it kind of makes sense there. I have them pegged as a guy, as a team that might go after a restricted free agent like Aaron Gordon and offer him a mini max deal and and just dare Orlando to match and like I don't think you should give Aaron Gordon a max deal so that might be the way they get him out of Orlando something like that I think is maybe the option for them meaning if they don't that doesn't work and they do want to spend some of their money maybe you do spend it, sign it on Demarcus Cousins and they brought in West Matthews off the same kind of injury he's been okay there it hasn't been great and. He's overpaid. And I think most people would probably, you know, they were like, hey, we wish we could get rid of you, but they can't. So will they make that same mistake again? I don't know. You know, you feel like you want to trust Mark Cuban on this sort of thing. But it, it's very clear that the market really isn't there for Cousins, and this definitely means the Pelicans should not bid against themselves, something they've had trouble with in the past number of years, Holiday being one, Alexia Ajinsa being another, and Omer Asik being the most famous one of all. So this is going to be interesting. With no market out there, do you risk letting him walk and upsetting him when we had this whole kerfluffle over the social media stuff the other day? And I think maybe you do now. And that's informed partially by what I was told from two different sources. I can tell you that much here regarding it. And it was that most of the players, and this is your nugget for the day, and this is a bit of a big one. Most of the players from what I was told, so don't take this as gospel, but I trust these people, said that almost every player in their exit interview said they could do without DeMarcus Cousins. Simple as that. They thought the team was fine and played really well. Would they like to have him? Sure, absolutely, if he's back. But I don't think it's one of those things where this team was going into these exit interviews and being like, oh, dear God, we need DeMarcus Cousins. I think they kind of realized what they were doing and was like, okay. And if you're going to be committing all this money to Anthony Davis in the future, Drew Holiday in the future, can, are you going to feel comfortable having Boogie make between 30 and $35 million per season if you sign him to a five-year deal? I'm not sure, particularly when that's the reaction from your players in your team about him. So I think the Pelicans are going into this offseason now against DeMarcus Cousins with way more leverage than they would have had, say, a couple weeks ago. I think you look at that Warrior series and you could kind of go either way and be like he would help or he would hurt. I think the Warriors might have wanted him in there and then some of them might not wanted to have had him in there for New Orleans. And would he have helped? Would he not have? I'm not entirely sure if he would have. But I'm not convinced he wouldn't have and that they were better off as they were right here. So this is the interesting thing this team is going to face. You have a team that played well. The players don't feel that he's a necessity. And now you're going to be committing a lot of salary to other guys in the future. You do need to look at your books and everything three or four years down the line and not just say, hey, you know, we need to sign some salary right now. You've got to kind of project. It's like when you do cash projections or anything in your personal lives or businesses, you got to project years down the line, not just next year. And if the Pelicans now are going to give extensions to Demps and Gentry, and again, I think these should be kind of settled up soon, hopefully, you know, he's going to be feeling a little bit more comfortable that he doesn't need to make the overpay on DeMarcus Cousins to bring him in to save his job because he has job security. And I think that is going to be one of the bigger things here. So what'll happen? Not sure. One thing I'm almost certainly going to rule out is a sign and trade, though almost certainly, not 100%. Because if the Lakers want to sign him, they have cap space and they will just sign him. There's no reason to do a sign-and-trade for him. Same for the Dallas Mavericks. So almost any team that would really have an interest in Cousins is going to be able to sign him with cap space. And if they do a sign-and-trade, they're going to... The only reason they're going to do a sign-and-trade for any of the teams with cap space is because they want him to get that five-year deal that only the Pelicans can offer. Well, I don't even think it works like that anymore either. I think it might still be at four. Anyway, so... Uh, the only reason there is they want to give him the extra years, the more money, and why, why would you, right? I, don't, I think everyone's in agreement here that we don't want him to get five years. I don't even want to see that anymore as I've kind of moved on from the idea that this team was going to give him a five-year near-max deal. I don't think that's on the table at all right now. And we're going to see if this drags out and what happens, but there's no reason to sign and trade him to someone else when they can just sign him for less, which would be in their best interest to do. By all means, if a team wants to sign him to a max deal, you try and sign and trade him, especially if it's a cap space team, and get something in return. But that can also bring back bad salary and bloated contracts because so you've got to make the numbers work. So I don't know if that's necessarily the best idea to do it as well. So as we get towards this, And closer to free agency on July 1st, the end of June. I don't think we're really going to be talking about signing trades much because, again, just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So quick, easy, direct, straight to the point podcast today. So thank you all for listening to this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Did say I was going to drop that nugget in there about the exit interviews. Um, again, confirmed to two people. So that's an interesting thing, and I think that looms large over the Pelicans as they look to make these decisions with DeMarcus Cousins and what's going on with this team, particularly with the stuff that we talked about in the beginning, that their books look a little bit tighter now, all of a sudden, because of these awards being given out, which I think they're fine with, because these are good things and good recognition for this team. So as always, thank you for listening, and I'll be back with you all next week. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We'll probably be back to three days a week next week there was just not much going on today and we had locked on nba in the middle so it'll probably be maybe tuesday wednesday thursday of next week enjoy the long weekend if you've got it and i'll be back with you all next time